Hey everyone, this podcast is part of Story Mode, the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. You can support us and gain access to other great exclusive podcasts at patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash g-a-m-e-f-u-l-l-y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. How do you fucking introduce this? I don't even Hello. know. Hello. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Hello. Hi. My name is David Bell. And my name is Tom Ryman. And my name is the guest, Adam Ganser. Yeah, good job. Mm. And we just watched No Holds Barred. <laughs> no mm. Holds Barred. <laughs> is that a song in it? Is that yes, song that's it? the song that plays at the end credits. Oh Ugh. my god! I just like I I just had <laughs> like, a, black like a that out. Yes, man. Hey, when are you looking for a little escape? Want to see something? This is sick. You don't see every day. Are you ready for a whole new Hulk Hogan? Hulk Hogan is ripped. I had like a like I had a fucking like dumb seizure at the end of this movie. Like I just got. <laughs> oh yeah, the best kind. Yeah. I just I said like a, I had a stupidity movie, attack. You're so goddamn stupid. It put me in a coma. <laughs> it really Adam, did. You- you dropped some huge news on us yes, right I really before did. we started I, I, recording. I leg dropped this conversation right away by admitting I had never seen this before. Oh, yeah. Man. Uh, yeah, it never never seen it. Uh, don't know what, how. What, what a huge this day is, for you. Yeah, this is... <laughs> <laughs> it's on Amazon Prime right now, so if, yeah, yeah. if people listening haven't seen it, they should probably watch it. Mm-hmm. It's a Hulk Hogan movie from like 89 I want to say yeah it's a yes. Hulk Hogan movie confusingly made at like the end of Hulkamania right at the, it's it's before it's before Sergeant Slaughter turned Iraqi so it's 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 not quite the end because right. that was the great but last I really, renaissance I really felt like it was we were nearing the end of it I don't know maybe that's it's just because my because he looks like he's 50 years old and Tom he's your age <laughs> <laughs> It's very upsetting when you realize that you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> How old do I look? I it's like, man, I don't know. Maybe I like lost face age recognition. Like I've lost it now. I don't know. It's yeah. crazy. Um, first bit of information about this film. It's credited writer is Dennis Hacken. Yeah. Uh, but if you look up any trivia about this film, the first thing you'll learn is that it was rewritten by Hulk Hogan and Vince McMahon. Yes, obviously. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Obviously. Yeah. Uh, my, I have my, you want me to come out with my scorching hottest take? Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Hit us. Hit, I, us I, hit us with the big boot I, of your most I, blazing I, take. <laughs> I didn't want to Hulk up too early, but I, it's time to Hulk up already, I guess. Yeah. Start wagging so, that finger at us. This movie... <laughs> Oh shit, there's gonna be so many wrestling jokes. Uh, this movie contains nascent within it, Dave, the two most important Vince McMahon ideas. They are Ooh. as follows. Number one, Mr. McMahon. The concept of Mr. McMahon is nascent in this script. Right? And that's like a, yeah. a part of the, the attitude era, the whole thing. That's number one. He's Kurt Fuller's character, 100%. Correct. Yes, Mr. McMahon is nascent in Kurt Fuller's, in Kurt Fuller's character. The I second. Wanna- 
Okay, go on. Dave, I'm on, I'm on a freight train. You can't stop it this yeah, time. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Number no two. No holds barred. No holds barred. <laughs> Number two, his other nascent best idea, the XFL, is also in this fucking movie. The, the, by which I mean a more extreme version of WWE. Just like yes. XFL is a more extreme version of football. Well, let's let's talk about the morality of this film because <laughs> uh, I want to get deep How, here. Dave? How could we possibly discuss something that well, doesn't exist? From Kurt, what F- place? Kurt Fuller. Well, no, there is there is a clear moral set in place in this film. Kurt Fuller plays the villain, and he plays it quite well. He's uh, wonderful in this. He's wonderful he's in a dumb way. Absolutely yeah. great. Oh yeah. Um, he was. I want to point out that he was in this and Ghostbusters two in the same month. Oh, wow! Wonderful. <laughs> wow. Uh, Isn't he also in Wayne's World? Isn't he the bad guy in Wayne's World? Same character, so. basically. He's 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 a bad guy that becomes a good guy. He's like Rob Lowe's oh, yeah. right. right hand man. Right, 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 right. So he wants to get Rip, played by Hulk Hogan, mm-hmm. uh, on his network, and he he. Rip is more concerned with being uh, uh, charitable to kids. He's he's a good guy. He ha- he's a family man. He lives in a beautiful cottage for some reason. Uh, he lives in a glorious mansion. I want I want yeah, to yeah. live there. It's like yeah. a cottage mansion. It's yeah. it's it's like weird, but it, it looks really cozy. But all right. So the idea is that Kurt Fuller's character uh, brings wrestling to a new low, and in the movie we're supposed to hate him for it. That's, uh, he's that's supposed to be bad for it. That's not what but happens. No. He creates the battle of the tough guys by going to this bar uh, that's, that's fill, filled with despicable people, an awesome bar. Yeah, uh, wonderful bar. That I would hang out in. But it's it, the idea is Hulk Hogan's hanging out with kids whenever like uh, uh, Kurt Fuller shows up. Everybody's scared of him. And Zeus, of course, which I'm sure we'll talk a lot about. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And Hulk Hogan, the idea is like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sink to your level. Uh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna fight on your network, which he does. So Kurt Fuller wins. He wins uh, by abducting uh, his his brother, like putting his yes. brother in traction and like abducting his girlfriend. <laughs> Yes, but Kurt Fuller wins. There are a lot of there are a lot of people just totally complicit in helping Kurt Fuller commit felonies. In this, oh yeah, there's uh, it's amazing. There are murders in this. There are murders in this movie. Hulk Hogan murders people. Yes, he does. Yeah, (laughs) two cheers. But hold on, I really I really want to get to the moral of this because I want to know what this movie was saying. Then get to the moral, Dave. Because Kurt Kurt Fuller wins, right? Sort of. Uh, uh, I mean, he uh, died. He the wants, he wants, I see. But he wants Hulk Hogan on his network for the ratings, and he gets that. Mm-hmm, Hulk yes. Hogan then kills, uh, spoilers, kills Zeus, and I would argue kills Kurt Fuller. Yes. Uh, yeah, he, he murders him. two people on television. And, and the crowd cheer. cheers. Yeah. Yeah. But, <laughs> so is the ending the idea that he has gone down to that level that he said he wasn't going to? Right. He's become Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Okay. Oh God! I wish that's what happened. So is uh, this like the Star Wars prequels? Is this Hulk Hogan turning into like a villain? Uh, no, I think it's. I think what's happening is Hulk Hogan is exposing the fact that he is a villain before the character of Hulk Hogan catches up with that fact. Okay. 
That's my that's my take on it. By the way, Dave, right. you also just mentioned all the reasons for my next blazing hot take. What's Will, that? Will Fuller's character is the protagonist of the film. Kurt Fuller, yeah. Kurt Fuller, but yeah. Kurt Fuller, sorry, yes. Kurt, Kurt Fuller is the protagonist of the film. He's the only one that wants anything. He's the only person who does anything, and he's the person who gets what he wants at the end. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he, like, he he's does the protagonist. Get what he wants. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, you're right. <laughs> This is like Nightcrawler. This movie is Nightcrawler. It's, it's just Nightcrawler, a bad person yeah. uh, following a bad person's life. That's all it is. And he drags Rip down with him into the darkness. Um, I will never be calling him Rip. I just want you guys to know. I won't be no, doing that. Hey, his name, his is, name is Rip. It's Hulk Hogan. No, no, no. It's Hulk Hogan. <laughs> You're talking, it, it, it's that fucking weird ass, uh, what that like hands thing he does. The I love yeah, you swing. thing. Yeah, the, yeah, the swing he or whatever like the fuck f- it is. He has a framed photograph of his brother doing the hands. <laughs> <laughs> His brother, my God, Randy. Yeah. Oh, Randy. What a little wiener that guy was. Oh, or sorry, a teeny weenie, uh, yeah, as they call it in this film. In this. Yeah. Uh, oh, just, Dave, just to defend my decision to call him Hulk Hogan and not okay. Rip, in this movie, the following people are who they are. Howard Finkel is who he is. Mean Gene Okerlund is who he is. Jesse the Body Ventura wearing what must be a lampshade is who he is. <laughs> so I do not accept this. He's full on dressed like a flapper. Why does he have that on? Why is he wearing that? I don't because, know, man. Because that's just what Jesse did, man. He wore these flamboyant outfits. I have no idea. Okay. I can't figure it out. I've never understood Jesse's character. Let me tell Jesse's you something, character. Mean Gene. He's so good, man. Like this, this movie really revived my appreciation for him because he's such a bad guy announcer he's just the best at it uh just what a treasure so but look dave this is the important thing if those people are in this universe as themselves there is no absolutely no reason to accept rip like, like no no well, way no that's this hulk guy's hogan. hulk hogan what yeah. i seemed what i seem to like how i interpret this world is it's an alternate reality that's only like mm-hmm. slightly different mm-hmm. it's like just like an inch or two off like it's it's a real like butterfly flapping its wings situation. Yeah, yeah. Where in this world, Hulk Hogan exists, became a wrestler, just went with a different name. That's yes, it. yes. He's still his name is Rip, but otherwise he's the same guy. Also, in wrestling is real in this universe as well. Yeah, or wrestling's one hundred percent real. Yeah, yeah. That's really and it's hard. Like the, the hard. biggest thing ever. Well, but that's what's so confusing about it is like, so he has a contract at the start of this movie, which, by the way, never seen a boardroom so it, so unempowered, disempowered yeah. by a contract. I've <laughs> never seen that in my whole life. They're just like, he's such a good guy, this, and he's in a contract. Uh, I don't know. They I, see we got, his we got word no is his bond. Here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, I'm just not interested. <laughs> it's like he goes all the way out to Kurt Fuller's office. Yeah. Um, Dressed like a Mortal Kombat character. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. That was his business tights. Yeah. Yes. That was him tights. going to a meeting. Oh, so good. His outfits are Dressed miraculous. like he's going to uppercut a man into a pit of spikes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dressed do, do like an American gladiator. Oh, oh that's my incredible. God. All of his outfits are a miracle. Every one of them is a delicate <laughs> snowflake of a miracle. My, my, favorite, like his, my favorite is his, when his brother gets his ass kicked and he wears his mourning tights. Yes. Yes. yes the black one. <laughs> I wrote I that also down. Liked, I also liked his evening wear. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, he looked like a televangelist, Dave. Everybody's evening wear. So the character Samantha, also a uh, pretty creative choice in evening wear. That whole uh, romantic comedy bit. 
Oh boy. I, I guess we'll we'll get to that. Yeah, I, uh, I was just I was just to finish that thought. I love that he goes all the way to Kurt Fuller's office to tell him no, he's not interested. And it's like, why right. the fuck yeah. did you go out there? And they have to a whole a check in like, his throat. They spend a good sixty seconds, maybe even more, on the chair that he sits in, and how it was yeah. ma- it was it was taken from Louis the Fourteenth. It's a famous <laughs> chair. Hopefully, yep. he doesn't break it, and then they're both afraid that he's going to break it. Why does he sit in it then? What the fuck? He's it's perched the- in the chair. You know, like when a big dog tries to sit in your lap, <laughs> yeah. and it's and it's not working, and they just they don't want to accept that it's not working. It's <laughs> so just just. Legs everywhere. Just holy shit. <laughs> also, that chair doesn't break or anything. Like that's a that's a page of script. That's like one page that no one said. Hey, we don't need that page. Yep, that's right. Vince McMahon and Hulk Hogan both read it. It was like at the pink pages, probably right. Maybe the green pages. They've seen a few right. drafts. They're like, let's keep it. Yeah, we, we can always no, cut stays it. In. No, we got to keep the chair bit, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, th- this movie, by the way, shows why Hulk Hogan is, has not taken off as an actor. Uh, I, he is yeah. very bad in this movie. Very he's, bad. He's, he's beyond awful, but I do love the scenes where he's just snarling at people. When he pulls the limo driver. Like, so, okay. So he leaves this meeting. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kurt Fuller says a limousine full of uh, guys to beat armored, him up. Oh, no, wait, no. Yeah, like he locks him in the limo. Limousine. Yeah, and the Which limo he, drives him to the, the place. Up, well, he beats up the limo from the inside. That's important. Causing he kicks, it to swerve. He, right, he kicks the door so hard that the limo is swerving across yes. the road. He is a superhuman. Couldn't I'm not, believe it. Even if the Hulk was in there, I'm not sure that's how the physics would work. No, not at uh, all. That's Not the Hulk <laughs> Hogan, but like the Hulk. Right, the Not incredible Hulk. Hulk. Yeah. The Hulk. It, it was yeah. it was it was impossible, Dave. If the point you're making is this is impossible, we all agree. It's, okay. Yeah. Well, also, then, the whole thing uh, was impossible. I just want you to know, I, I'm so sorry. I just wrote this one note down and I got to get it read uh, about the pitch. And it was Mr. Burrell makes one hell of a pitch. Because, yeah. because I also he just screams to back up, at him. He screams at him for just, not accepting his money. He keeps just screaming. To, he keeps screaming jockass at people like yes. that is a phrase that people say. Oh my god! He also, when he addressed the boardroom, he holds up a poster of Hulk Hogan, and it's the doofiest poster. <laughs> and he just says, "This is what people want." <laughs> like, he just like. Oh. He, like Hulk Hogan walks in the office for this meeting and he basically starts hissing at him the entire time. Like mm-hmm. like like looking at him like he's a maniac, like he's gonna murder him. Calls right? him he's a jockass. Like, right, he's yeah, like calls him a jockass. Right, he's like, quit your contract and he's like, I don't wanna do that. And he's like, Fine, here's a blank check, sign it. And he's like, no, I'm not interested. And then he's like, Yeah, and then he just starts screaming insults at him. Yeah, right, and, and then he gra- and it grabs him. There's there's a running theme in this movie with Kurt Fuller, um, and a couple other people, like the, the, the waiter at the French restaurant, where the, the people will just talk mad shit to Hulk Hogan's face as if he's not fucking gigantic. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, what universe would you do that in? You wouldn't do it to a regular human being because that's the entire point of training people before adulthood is so they don't do shit like that. Right, right. But, so. like, but like, it's, 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 it's a thing that happens in movies a lot where like, it's just just to, to give the hero an excuse to like beat the hell out of somebody or, or something like that. But it's like you have these people who were just like get get in the in the enormous muscle bound lead character's face and just 
talk shit on them endlessly until the fight breaks out. It's like, what maniac would do that? Yeah. Also, going back to the morality of this film, uh, I would argue that the good guy thing to do for Rip is to not shove a check down his throat. Uh, Because he's bigger than him, he can just leave. Uh, As when if uh, two guys are so desperate as to rob a diner, uh, my instinct wouldn't be to tear a seat out of the ground and pummel them with it. Mm-hmm. And I guess murder them? I think we're forgetting that, like, see, it, the problem is Hulk Hogan's a good man until the wrestling takes him over. That's right, what yeah. and then he the, gets the, the crazy wrestling, eyes. And then he, right. gets, the, then he gets bloodthirsty. Like, literally he, he bloodthirsty. Gets, he, gets, he gets the wrestling devils in him. Yes, he does. Uh, and he starts laughing when he causes pain. Mm-hmm. Like, he causes people pain, and then they intentionally, after the fact, added laughter. Yeah. So we know how much joy he's getting from this horror he's inflicting on well, the there's, person. There's the, can't we uh, we got to talk about the limo. I was just going to say, the, the gleeful snarling he's doing in the limo driver's face as he shits in his pants. Yeah. Oh, Diarrhea. Right. He diarrhea. Yes, that's right, because it was wet, and I was like, I don't understand. Did he piss out of his butt? What happened? Uh, <clears throat> and the uh, line, yes, he did. Yes, he did. It's like yeah. a volcanic explosion of shit well, in the back yeah. of that just, man's pants. Just to back up a little, when the, when the limousine uh, uh, pulls over... Hulk bursts out of the top of it. Yeah, he like, does. A, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, like a, a, like a glorious dancer. orange jack-in-the-box. Like, yeah. <laughs> and then he kills right all of them. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, he kills them all. He throws most of them headfirst through the windows of the car. Yes. And yeah, and then he grabs the limo driver and uh, he says, what's that smell? And then the guy and, says, uh, sadly, Dave, you got to put some real mustard on this one. He says, yeah. Dookie. Dookie. Uh, because why not? I couldn't believe it. Uh, I had to pause it. <laughs> I, I had to pause it, take a lap around my neighborhood, just be like, I don't, I don't, what? I've lost faith in movies. Just I can't take believe a it. walk, yeah. I had, to, <laughs> I had to walk that one off. I couldn't believe it. Oh uh, my god, the, dude. Also, it just this is like a filmmaking thing, but I have to put it in now because I'll forget it later. Sure. So like <laughs> the fact that they add they they added a lot of grunting and stuff after the fact to this. Mm-hmm. So they didn't get a lot of production sound. So there's a lot of times you can hear ADR, which is uh, uh which is basically dialogue replacement. Um and it always sounds bad. It's a lot of movies you can tell when it's happening. But it really makes the wrestling feel more fake. And also, yeah. it makes the wrestling feel like one of those shreds videos where it's like they took the audio out and they put stupid audio in, in, in its place. That's how the wrestling feels because of the sound work. It's Almost. very poor. Uh, also, the music, the music uh, Tom, you're going to be happy to hear, composed entirely by Jim Johnston. Oh, I know. Oh, he also, he, also, he also wrote the No Holds Barred theme song. Oh, oh my God. Because wow. of course he did. Wow. Like eighty percent of the dialogue is just growls uh, right. coming like from. Like he, he's literally the Tasmanian devil. Yeah, in yeah, the yes. scene. Yeah, yeah. I would say that the scenes that I love him the most, though, are the scenes where he has to say dialogue and mm-hmm. like have a relationship with the Samantha character when yeah. she takes him out on the aggressive dinner date, where she like, like, tr- it's like humiliating him in front of the boardroom, but also asking him on a date. Yeah, uh, she's like angrily asking him on a date to a cathedral. Yes, it, it was definitely a church. There was no question okay. about that. Yeah, I mean, I think and also Hulk Hogan knew that. That's why he showed up looking like a televangelist. Right? <laughs> <laughs> he did. Oh my god! You know what I mean? Yes. 
Um, well, he knew because it's his favorite restaurant, as right. we learn. Right. Uh, and like those scenes, the scenes where he has to do comedy when he has to speak French, uh, yeah. where he has to be like a romantic interest, are really where, where I think he shines because it's like it's like taking a refrigerator and putting it in the scene. Mm-hmm. Like it's just yeah. like making one like like steady noise and it's really awkward and it doesn't quite fit anywhere and everybody has to sort of act around him. It's wonderful. Yeah, it, it's that's really it's a magnificent thing. You, you can't get it any other way, but except for it being Hulk Hogan and him being horrible. Right. Yeah. It, it's the same thing as like having a dead horse in the yeah, scene. Yeah, dead horse in the scene. That they, have to, they have they have to weekend at Bernie's that horse to make us yeah. believe. And the actress has to like pretend to be romantically interested in oh, him. I that, know. I felt so bad for her. Oh my the, god. The hotel room scene. Oh. Oh. What's what's the movie that they're they're doing there? Because I know they're doing a movie. I don't uh, know. Well, man. I mean, they're I know doing that fucking no holds barred. And didn't, didn't <laughs> planes trains have like a scene where they had to separate the bed by a tape? Didn't they do that in planes trains? No, but they did. Yeah, they did sleep on the bed together, and like he had soaked Steve Martin's side of the bed in beer. Right. Um, yeah. I, I mean, there's a bunch of movies like that where two people mm-hmm. shouldn't be in a bed, but they are. But they tape up this partition between. And for some reason, like, if I knew I was going to be sharing a bed with somebody, well, first of all, Hulk should just sleep on the floor. I don't even know why this exactly. Scene what, <laughs> monster, what monster tries to divide that bed up between a person who's the size of four people and poor Joan Severance? <laughs> yeah, exactly. What? Come on. Yeah, like 300 pounds of Hulk Hogan and 110 pounds of Joan Severance. Um, uh, I, by the way, I was thinking of It Happened One Night. That was killing me. All right. mm, uh, okay. Mm. So she, if I knew I was going to be sharing a bed with a person who I was not romantically involved with and it was a little tense and odd, I definitely wouldn't get down into my underwear Yeah, no. to, to sleep well, in the bed. And she comes no. out She comes out like in, like in almost lingerie and then... He is wearing the most glorious banana hammock that has yeah, ever been is. stitched he by really human is. hands. Tom, I, really I think you're forgetting the like Fincher-esque twist to her character, though. That she's there to seduce Rip. That's true. She is, it, yeah. That's at true. least it yeah. made things make some sense. Like, right. It was like, but oh, okay, there's all a of reason that, for this. All of that sense is uh, balled up into a little sack of trash and thrown straight out the window when Hulk Hogan wakes her up in the middle of the night doing just aggressive, insane push-ups on the bed. Is the bit that he's masturbating? Yes, it has to be. Right? That's to clearly be. what it's supposed she, to be. She wakes up and her body is moving up and down and you hear this like rhythmic breathing. Yeah. And it's a real nightmare scenario to, yeah. to give us, the audience... Yeah. I don't care, like, if you're a kid, I, I assume there are, like, the kids won't get it. The adults will get it. Mm-hmm. Maybe. But, like, I don't know. I, who, no, the, who the fuck knows what's going on in no, Vince McMahon's mind? No film should ever inject the the image of Hulk Hogan, like, beating off to into the audience's head. I, That's I not that a good was, idea for wait, a like film. Wait, he's, like, he's beating off into my head? Yeah, beating off into your head, yeah. and so and then she looks, and the 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 reveal is that he's doing push-ups on the bed, which also doesn't make bed. sense. It, no, he's using the bed to put his feet up to make the push-ups harder. I guess. Yeah, it's a higher angle. Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's a it's a thing, but you wouldn't do it 
in the middle of the night on you a bed that you were sharing with someone. You wouldn't no. do it at all because that's insane. <laughs> yeah, what yeah. the yes, fuck yeah. is that? What the fuck is that? Uh, that's my commentary on that. There's scene. also the scene before that where they're brushing teeth and stuff. She comes outside and she looks at him bending over and she's just looking right in the crack of his ass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she like smiles. And it's like, uh, it's just, it's, it's, it's what, very... mis- what mystery did she behold? I don't even know. Yeah. I want to know what she's thinking. In there. By the way, that, those are the that, scenes where head. I really, I, these were the scenes that I really missed all the other people in wrestling. Because uh, yeah. they really should have been in this movie. There was no fucking reason, Tom. Not one damn good reason why Earthquake couldn't have come into this movie. There's Earthquake just no reason. should have been in this movie. Or why isn't Ted DiBiase one of the people in the board? What that, the fuck oh, are we doing? What a huge missed opportunity. He could have done all the laughs. Oh, why my God, to, Like Big Boss Man should have been the guy that came out to like try to beat him up. Exactly. We have all these built-in people who already know how to do the thing this is. And instead, Get the we're Road getting, Warriors in there. What are you doing? Yeah. Let them wear their stupid hockey pa- or football pads. I don't give a shit. Let them do it. There's no reason not to put them in the movie. Why would well, you do that? that? They figured that out later with Suburban Commando, and they threw The Undertaker in there with him. But we needed that in this movie. <laughs> For sure. Uh, there's no reason why, why there is no absolutely fucking good reason why Randy Macho Man Savage could not have been in this fucking movie, especially in the boardroom. Let them all be regular suits and then Randy Macho Man Savage in the room because why the fuck not? Yeah. It's already bananas. Why the fuck not? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's infuriating. Randy, it's, Randy Savage should have been the fucking Mater D at that French restaurant. <laughs> it it would have made just as much would sense. Would you like some escargot? Ooh, oh let me get you God. some cream. It's let me get some snails. cream. For that cream. <laughs> some cream. Let me get, get the cream. To the top. Put the cream. Put the cream <laughs> in the coffee. Put the cream in there. <laughs> oh, yeah, the cream. Uh, God, that I video. Just, uh, so sorry. This is uh, um, a, uh, changing the subject a little. Sure. I just looked up the actor who played Randy. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, Because I was just like. Okay, so yeah, he's like in stuff. Right, I, yeah. he looks familiar. What's he been <laughs> he, in? He has been in The Big Lebowski, Mulholland Drive, Capote, uh, amongst like hundreds of other things. What was he, he was in like, Big Lebowski? Uh, he was one of the Treehorn thugs, so not yeah. a big role. Okay. He uh, was in Supernatural as Lucifer. Yeah, he's on Supernatural Ooh. for several Ooh. years. Yeah. He's on a lot of TV shows. He has a successful career. He might be the most successful person. Uh, maybe Kurt Fuller, I well, guess. I, also, Joan Severance had a pretty big career. That's like, it's, true. It's not yeah. a career that we think of as the star-studded one, but like, right? She was in a bunch of movies. She was kind of an it girl in like a in the Playboy world for a bit, you know. Yeah, but I think like Randy has the most staying power. He, like he's been he's been going for the longest of any of these people, I guess. We haven't talked about Tiny Lister, but he has a he has a career. Yeah, I love him. I think he's yeah, a great he's, actor. He's, he's been in tons of shit. I yeah, feel- he was in fucking uh, The Dark Knight. Yeah, Fifth Element. He's the Fifth president Element. of Earth. He so is, and he's killing it in that movie. <laughs> I, I really like him a lot. Uh, I, I I just felt bad watching him in this movie because it just this- that, part, that part was so bad. It's you notice that? Am I am I correct in saying the only uh, black wrestler is him, and he plays a a guy who just got out of prison, and the yes. first thing he does is grab the face of a white woman and throw her into yes. a barrel. Yes, yeah. and it's you, just you like my it. God, Hulk Hogan. Yep, or Vince, whoever's more, responsible I think it's more for Vince. this. 
I mean, Vince is yeah. pretty famous for like. Uh, well, they're both, they're both actually pretty famous for at least implied racism in the decision making, and then of course Hulk Hogan had that very famous uh, tape of him saying the N-word Yeah, uh, got leaked. So, yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't trust them with the subject of race. No, n- why should you? You should. <laughs> I, you really shouldn't not. trust yeah. Vince McMahon with anything. No, no that's true. <laughs> I, I trust him with Mr. McMahon characters. Like I, I wouldn't like, have. Well, him, like, yeah, but I mean, like not not to handle like not not to handle like actual social issues. Well, it's kind of funny to watch. Like again, so we have to also imagine that the director had Vince McMahon breathing down his neck the whole time, right? I don't even look up who the director is, but we have to assume that Vince Thomas McMahon, Wright. Yeah, sure, but it's Vince McMahon. Let's be honest. Yeah, so, he like, also has a prominent career in television. So go, sorry, go on. Which tells you that this doesn't sh- demonstrate his talent. Uh, yeah, it's funny to watch Vince McMahon basically try to create a narrative, like a movie narrative, using the same tricks that make wrestling work. Because like the acting and stuff, and like the way the beats go, are all so narratively simplified and like telegraphed in a like a carny way. That it feels like what a horrible movie, but it works in wrestling, right? You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah. it's just it's just funny to watch how the man can't move out of the medium, you know? Oh yeah. Uh, just a note on the director: uh, the TV series he's directed the most of is Millennium. Remember sure. Millennium? Oh, oh. I do. He also directed several episodes of the X Files for that reason, including the the magician one, the one where Boulder and Scully fight magicians. So okay. I, I'm going to say a success. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Uh, when Mr. Brell throws Joan Severance out of the office, uh, which I think is about where we are in the plot summary, right? When, when we uh, find we're out all over the it, fucking place. It, it, yeah, well, where so she's like, like, I couldn't seduce him. He's just a good man. Right, which I guess happens in the dead of night, I guess, right? That's what we're supposed to believe. I don't know. I guess. <laughs> that, like, so yeah, that's, she like, leaves, she leaves the push-up scene. Yeah, to be like, to, uh, I could well, no, he, he, does, he does. He's like, you put up bigger walls than I ever could, and like walks out, <laughs> brother, brother. <laughs> then he flashes oh, that thumbs yeah. up with a ding. <laughs> yeah, he puts, first... he, he puts he puts on a pair of shorts that are only slightly only cover slightly <laughs> more of his ass and balls than his yeah. string, only and then leaves shorts. the hotel room. <laughs> we haven't talked about the bar yet. We there's still stuff that we need to backtrack, but I, we we, yeah. we will. I apologize. Uh, just want to, so when Joan Severance gets thrown out, right, or when she leaves or whatever, Mister mm-hmm. Brell chases after her, and then like there's a moment when he's so mad that he just sort of hugs the door. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like you press yes. his whole body against the door and it's like oh this man loves her too like, there's a longing Kurt, there that's unrequited it's so Kurt good. knows exactly what he needs to do in this movie <laughs> yeah no, he, he knows does it 100% perfectly. what movie he's in <laughs> yeah he knows and it better than anybody he is he is elevates this movie I think yeah because he commits like it's like I'm gonna like he I'm going full commits. into this bit yeah totally commits uh and he believes what he's doing. See, now that's the pro- that's the difference between him and Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan doesn't have to act at all, and he still kind of can't, mm-hmm. you know, because he doesn't really believe it. Like whereas <laughs> poor Kurt Kerf- Fuller has to commit to being the stupidest person in the history of movies. He's and he incredible, does it. though. And yeah. yeah, he's yeah. Made me respect when him a he lot. when he's making that like in the gym when Zeus's gym where he's making those videos. Oh my uh, god! To motivate. Zeus one of the things he says I wrote it down was rip because all the things he says is rip said this 
Rip doesn't like you. Rip this. <laughs> like, it's just Hems putting words in Rip's mouth on video. And he says, Rip said the maggots would gag on your rotten flesh. <laughs> it's like, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. This is like, an- these are like ancient insults. You know what I mean? This yeah. is like wizardry and shit. That's fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I just, I wanted to talk about that bar because that bar is great. Yeah, it's like, like, fuck you, Roadhouse. That's what this movie says. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the this, character uh, who uh, Kurt Fuller offers money to fight the guy in the ring, he grabs the money, jumps in. I, I just, I want to track his timeline because he's the brother of the waitress. Yeah. He's having a great fucking time, chewing tobacco, just watching the wrestling. The guy asks him, he says, I'll give you this much money to go fight this guy he jumps in the ring he beats the crap out of the guy and if you watch at the end of the scene because they know they need to place him in the next scene he runs off after he beats the crap out of the guy right Mm -hmm. and what we learn he's running to take a shit take a a violent shit shit. a violent sweaty like he's drenched in sweat when he comes out of that stall yeah, so like he, he's, he he's ran really in the ring. just that that shit is just tearing its way through him. That's a that's a yeah. chaw shit. Like that's yeah. like the chaw drip back in there, and he's like, "This has got to go now." Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> he just fought a guy. He mixed up all sorts of stuff in his guts, and he's like, "I got to get this out." Yeah, yep. yeah. And he violently shits. Then here's the two guys talking. Comes out of the bathroom, uh, and 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 sticks his face in their dicks. Mm-hmm. And says they have little dicks, and then leaves, and like that's his timeline for the night. He's yeah, having, that was he's evening. having a night in that bathroom. Which, by the way, I think that bathroom is legitimately good set design. It looked like Dodger Stadium, like old Dodger Stadium, and, and it had a dog. There was just a dog in there. Yeah, what? For was what? That was the bathroom attendant. Yeah, that was a great detail for comedy. Like I thought that was legitimately funny. As you go into a shady bathroom, and there's just like a dog chained up. Like that's, I thought that was legitimately a good bit with two chains, movie. and it's just like it's there to guard your turds. Like that's, yeah, that's what turd turd. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That whole bar I thought was good set design. Everything else was just parking lots in weird neighborhoods, which is why it it stuck out. Like to the point that I'm I'm kind of convinced like maybe they borrowed that set. Uh, like it already existed. To, yeah, because it was just too good of a set compared to the rest of the movie. It, the walls looked treated. That's like one thing that sort of distinguishes a movie that's p- spending a lot of money and time and one that's not. Is right. like the walls look like they had been treated so that they were old and decrepit and cracked and stuff. And mm. uh, that's what made me think this looks real enough that I believe it. Uh, and it doesn't have the wide open feeling that sets often do. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I don't know, Dave. Uh, it could have been. Set. Yeah, it was really well made. I agree with you. Uh, it's also the only time the lighting in this movie is all right. Because the lighting is very bad, often. Yes. Very bad. Who, yeah, who made that scene? Someone else made that scene. I'm convinced of it now. <laughs> well, the, the director funny thing was about, sick that day. It's funny that you bring it up because it's another scene we don't need. Why are we following these two men into the bathroom at all? For comedy, they right, get but, dunked on again, bro. I, I, yeah, I mean, forgive they me. They thought the audience was gonna fucking love that. Forgive me, Tom. I apologize. I should have seen that, but like, just narratively, it's nothing. Like, it's like a fucking Samuel Beckett play or some shit. It's nothing. You know, <laughs> it's, I mean? it's like it's, long meandering nothing. Uh, couldn't believe it. Yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's, it's just, just more comedy. of the Carney stuff. Yeah, it's we gotta we gotta make fun of the nerds. 
Yeah. Speaking of carny stuff, Vince did manage to get a little person in the movie. Did you notice that? Oh, yeah. The, the, in oh, the I cage. noticed it. The guy that's throwing quarters into David Paymer's beer. <laughs> From a sky That cage. guy also... Uh, what? <laughs> yeah, that guy also... I, when I, That bar looks awesome. And then that guy specifically, I was like, now this is a guy who has it all figured out. Because uh, he's up there just getting drunk, throwing quarters at people, uh, not having to deal with the bullshit below, just enjoying his night. I assume he's not... Okay, sorry. This is coming from the assumption that he is in there willingly right right in the it, cage. It, he appears to be right it's he not a pirate's gibbet he's, he's either right. he's either in there willingly or he's too drunk to care yes yeah it doesn't seem painful it, like again it's not, it wouldn't be no, an he's clearly enjoying game. himself right right yeah so i, yeah, I assumed he was an employee <laughs> yeah that's the real hero that's yeah, they're, his hopefully job. they're paying him if they're like yeah we want you in this cage can you just throw quarters at people pick a person and pick on them with those quarters yeah yeah that's your job but he's like you got it sir yep that's a good job actually no it's I, a great job yeah, like a, a side gig job. holy shit dave <laughs> yeah. we could do that Dave, we like could do it. Three nights a week, I just sit in a cage and throw quarters at people. Oh, yeah. We just look like, I'd look like just awful up there. Oh, oh yeah. It'd be awful. Yeah. It's, there's definitely that Vince McMahon. Yeah. yeah. There's yeah. that Vince McMahon exploiting him because he's a little person. Of uh, course. Yeah. There. Sure, of course. Right. But yeah. like the way they portray the character, he's not like, isn't it so weird that I'm here? He's just like having a, he's just like having a real chill time. I wonder if that was the actor's choice. We was like, look, I'm just gonna be chill and like drink I, beer and I like have a good time. Because the extent of Vince McMahon's sense of humor um, yeah. is he he's, he's famously he likes like gross scatological humor, and sure, just clearly the the just the sheer idea of a little person is funny to Vince. Yeah, so it just putting a little um, person out there, he's like, isn't that great? That's a great joke. You haven't seen Living in Oblivion. It's it's a, a movie about making a movie, and it has Peter Dinklage in it. And the idea is they're shooting a dream sequence. And he, like, confronts the director at one point, like, so why did you get me for this? Like, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a good scene of him just being like, you just wanted, like, you just thought, oh, it's a little person. Oh, it looks fucked up. Let's put it in a dream. And that, that I feel like that's the same energy here. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, it, it, we didn't. We weren't asked to laugh at him because he was a little person, at least. Yeah, and I think I think that was the actor's performance. I think he was like, "I'm just going to be a cool guy." Right, right, right. And I'm I'm a hundred percent certain. Yeah, right. Vince put Vince it, put, wrote it wrote yes. it thinking we could laugh at him, and we then would he just put laugh it in, at it on sight. Yeah, yeah, and he put it in being like, "No, I'm going to play this like a real cool guy who's throwing quarters and drinks and drinking <laughs> beer, throwing the more, quarters at David Paymer." The more you like call my him my hero, a, yes. The more you call him a cool guy, the more the more I enjoy the idea of what you like because <laughs> it's well, it's that absurd. guy's gra- fucking great. Oh, he's doing <laughs> in this movie. He's absolutely in this movie. He's the fucking Fonzie. I totally agree with you there. <laughs> <laughs> but in life, I By don't the way, know so much. Dave. The actor is Rick Allen. I wanted to credit him because I think he is. Uh, I think behind Kurt Fuller, he's my second favorite performance. <laughs> He was also in Death Warrant with John Claude Van Damme. Oh, sure. And that, that was that. it. And that was it for his acting career. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Very impressive. Um, <laughs> I mean, it, he, he did make a lot out of nothing. He really did. He really did. He killed it. Um, MVP. 
Um, can we talk about the rape thug that Kurt Fuller yeah. sends after Joan Severance? Uh, he a hundred percent did that. He did that. And, uh, and then Hulk Hogan catapults him via motorcycle into a tree. He right. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He murders him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, laughing. He laughs while he does it. Also, yeah, he, he's, he's he laughing with up. glee. <laughs> yeah. let's, start with the, let's start with the fact that he shows up on a motorcycle because that motorcycle is not in the film otherwise. No, no. Right? It's, it's there for that scene. Uh, yeah. And then it's gone. Yeah. We never right. see it again. We never see him take a motorcycle anywhere, I don't think. I, I realize no. this is before The Undertaker arrived on the scene, but didn't that scene scream for The Undertaker to be in it? It really did. Oh. Right. It, I mean, it's like, I don't know how many times. fought The Undertaker on top of a parking garage. That's who should have shown up to, shown up to, oh, God. Tom, damn it, this just occurred to me. I'm sorry, I have to say it. Why the fuck isn't Paul Bearer in that boardroom? Why the fuck isn't Paul Bearer in that boardroom? My Whoa. God. He's like, I want somebody to pitch. And then Paul Bearer, well, let's consult the earth. Right? Like, holy shit. That is a miracle. And it didn't happen. No, no. Uh, there's a lot of missed opportunities in this movie. Wow. Wow. Oh, I'm sorry. Shit. I'm sorry. I got us off topic, Dave. No, Please no, that's no, extremely is, on topic. Yeah, this yeah. is all topic. Yeah, this yeah. is all topic. He right. So he sends someone to rape Joan Severance. Also, does he send those criminals in masks to shoot up a diner? Is he also responsible no, that's for that? Incidental. I think that's, that's just that's, incidental. That's, yeah. Wow. <laughs> Rip destroys a wow. diner to save it from. Yes, he does. From emptying its cash register of like a couple hundred bucks, he he tears out a seat. Just repairing that seat is going to cost a lot of money. Right. He is like everybody claps. There's a lot of scenes where it ends with and then everybody claps. Yeah, a lot of times. Uh, I agree. It's always him doing stuff that's like in no way would people clap, but rather be shocked. Such as when Kurt Fuller gets electrocuted to death. Right. Hulk Hogan kills two men on, on, on live television, and the audience is like, yeah! Right. Yeah. And, and this isn't network. Like, children. Like, it's not a satire. You know what I mean? Like, it's just treated like it's a real thing. Like, it's okay. Yeah. 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 Everybody's just like, woo! They don't even know the context of him murdering that guy. Nah. Also, everyone he, everyone in the audience at, at, the last, at that last fight, that last battle of the tough guys, is dressed like they're going to prom. Yeah. Yeah. It's like an event. Yeah. yeah. Why are people it's, dressing up for Fight Club? I know like the Oscars. <laughs> it's like the Oscars for them. Like this is this world's biggest event. It's also a very tiny venue. <laughs> like yeah. there's right. there's like 50 right. people in the audience. Right. Yeah. Uh baffling. Utterly baffling. Oh my god, uh, this movie. It was, it was hard it was hard to be passionate about the movie at that point because the wrestling the wrestling was like not it's that bad. good. Yeah, it bad. wasn't yeah, that good. Yeah, the wrestling yeah. matches like you're just waiting for him to win. Like I got, I started right. looking at my phone during the match because I was yeah. like, "This is he just choke holds and like him people being like, get oh, up, rip." That that's that's another thing that I wanted to talk. It's it's at the very beginning of the movie it, we see a match that Rip has and he just he chokes a guy out, then he gives him the act he the big the big boot and the axe handle smash or whatever. Yeah, and yeah. that's it. And then the next day or, or shortly thereafter is the scene where Kurt Fuller calls him into his office and he's like, I, I saw your match and I loved it. I loved it. It's like, really? You said, it was sensational. You, you, you did a lazy choke hold for a minute and then you axe handled him and pinned him. It was sensational. It's like, yeah, like, what? <laughs> yeah, what do you mean? It's like some of the worst wrestling, like objectively bad right. wrestling in this and that's 
in this universe, this is, Superfly Jimmy Snuka's just been kidnapped already and just being held forever in some dungeon so that good <laughs> wrestling can never be seen. You know I'm, what glad I mean? we're, I'm glad we're getting to this because I have a proposal about this film. I do too. Which is that I think it needs to be remade uh, oh. and maybe remade like every 10 years. Yeah, yeah. Um, like the Constitution? Because, yeah, because yeah. like, if, if The Rock played Rip, everything would make sense. That, I think, is the problem, is that they do this thing where Hulk Hogan, they show him wrestling, and Kurt Fuller is just like, I need that! That's what everybody wants! And you're like, that? Really? And then women are swooning for him, Mm -hmm. and he's like, I'm really an intellectual, and kids are willing to touch him. And it's just like, no, that guy, it's Hulk Hogan, like, he's, he doesn't fit. If you had The Rock play the same role... It would better. all make sense. People would be like, yeah, I want that fucking guy in my network. Uh, and, and, and Samantha would be like all up on that. She'd be looking right, right down his butthole. Sure, and we'd right. be like, we get it. We I all would. It. We'd, have like a, yeah. we'd have a Gaspar nose shot that just flies right in there and like, you know, does all kinds of revolutions and shit. Yeah. Uh, it's just I have another Hulk th- was bad casting. Right. And he, but he's also the most popular wrestler in the world at the time. So I don't even I know. know. Although, bad can, you, casting. can you imagine, Tom, if Nature Boy had played this part? Because <laughs> that could have been pretty Boy? good. Ric Flair could not play this part. <laughs> Are you sure? Are you sure he can't play this part? I I'm not so you, sure about you, that. Uh, Ric Flair can't not be a bad guy. Mm, that's true. Yeah, yeah, like, I guess that's true. Uh, yeah, he, Dave, he couldn't play this part. That's fair. Dave, I have another proposition that makes this movie make sense. Are you ready? Okay. Here's what happened. Some kid went to a carnival and wished at a carnival <laughs> genie to be big. And that big person was fucking Hulk Hogan. Yep. <laughs> and the rest of the movie is some person trapped in, some child trapped in Hulk Hogan's body, living his fantasy life, just like the movie Big. That is my proposition for this movie. Uh, Not a I joke. Would need, I would require a twist where the reality is that whatever that carnival-like thing that he wished on, short-circuited, electrocuted him. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah. this is what's happening in his comatose brain yeah, in yeah. the hospital. Yeah. He's really Randy. He thinks he's Hulk, but he's Randy. See, I actually think that if Hulk Hogan is a child turn older brother, it makes his relationship with Randy make more sense, too. Because, like, as it is now, Hulk Hogan is, let's say, 20 years older than Randy, right? Like, uh, right? How old is Randy, we think? 15? 20? I don't know. Uh, it's can, unclear how old say. they want us to think he is. He looks like he's between 15 and 20. Wouldn't we agree on that? I think he's supposed to be younger. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I legit, I can't tell. Okay, well, well Hulk Hogan's nearly 40. So uh, that's, you know, not impossible, but it's got a narrative to it. That's why it's kind of interesting to me to think of a younger brother having bigged his way into a Hulk Hogan body. And the Randy was actually the older brother who now doesn't oh. know how to be the younger brother. And it makes their relationship make more sense. Yeah. I'm serious. I, like, this occurred to me about a third yeah, of the way through the movie. Yeah, why he's more, like, worried about him and why he, like, w- is willing to fight Tidy Lister who choke screams him. Right. Who like grabs him and just goes ah right. Right. while choking him? <laughs> right, right. Uh, yeah. Why it, he's so willing to do that? Because it, this is yeah. It, it's it his, also uh, it makes Hulk Hogan's outfits make sense. Uh, it makes Hulk Hogan's like emotional like like whipshaw va- like whip vacillations of character make more sense. You know what I mean? Like uh, yeah. I'm serious. This is like a real theory. Anyway. No, that he's been big. The only thing that doesn't make sense is. 
Samantha's attraction to him, which I guess is faked at first because she's being paid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then she gets to know him and she's like, yeah, he's kind of sweet. I guess that works. And well, the, how obsessed the public... Again, it needs to be like the fantasy of a dying child. Right. It's, it's definitely a fantasy world. But also, if you think about the movie Big, and I'm sorry to take us down the big road for too long, but if you think... Fine, like, that movie's also a pretty... Like, it really stretches credulity, not just because of the mm-hmm. premise, but, which obviously it does, but like this kid is basically... A, he gets a job as a clerk in a fucking... Uh, in a toy factory and it just sort of happens to run into people who all the people who would be nice to him like and, right. and like happens to sort of navigate them in this like perfect way to become a CEO or like a VP of of toy design so you're saying that uh, that's also big as in the brain of a dying child as well and yeah but then he wakes up at the end because yeah. and like goes back to his family who's terrified he was electrocuted by... I think he yeah. was electrocuted by the machine. He falls over, and then he wakes up. Right. Like, like just for the record, big is impossible, but an electrocuted child having a fantasy that we watch is very more possible. possible. Yeah. <laughs> you can... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, a, that's infinite possibilities there. I mean, it, oh, yeah, I can't say movie. that it's not what's going on. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. You know. Uh, anyway... Uh, that that's my theory. I hope it didn't I hope it didn't take us too far off the track here. No, I don't think we've been on a track. No, I think we've just been circling around like sharks. I, my, yeah, because I, so can I ask this one like like toward the end question? Yeah. Uh, why does Brel need Rip once he gets Zeus? That's I what know, I was saying. Because he, like he says, like we were number one in the ratings. It's like, but people right. people people have been telegramming us. <laughs> Here's okay. Here's to, what to I think is the morality. He's like, well, they watched it, didn't they? So yeah, he's already won. He's already got the ratings he wants. Why does he need rip? The morale. I think the morality. What they're saying here is, um, uh, is that Kurt Fuller gets what he wants, and he's still not happy because it's he's become a, just a dark character, right? Mm-hmm. Become a and dark so, character, and so yeah. like he's what he's what Rip will become because Rip meets him, like Rip. Goes down to his level, kills him. It's it's like it's again. It's like it's like uh, Darth Vader killing the Emperor. Right. Spoilers. Right. Um, it's it's <laughs> like it's yeah. Rip is Rip is going to his level and he's losing his humanity and and ultimately Kurt Fuller gets what he wants. Mm-hmm. Which is sweet uh, release. I think he's been sweet release and, 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 and the sweet release him. of a fucking cable to his ass. Yeah. Yeah. Right in his jock ass. He gets his ratings. His, his jock he, ass gets electrocuted. Yeah, he's too poisoned by the dark side at that point to realize that he's already won. It doesn't matter if Rip wins or loses. He got Rip on his network. He got the highest ratings ever. And yeah, he doesn't need Zeus to fight Rip. In fact, if he's afraid that Rip could beat Zeus, he would just keep Zeus. But like at that point, it doesn't matter. Like so, when Rip- you're, you're making you're making the movie network out of like this is like making the Monday Night Wars only network. Yeah, like that's what you've created out of this movie, Dave. Which I sure. I, I very much admire you for because that's a if, lot of art. Yeah, if Rip, all right, here's what would have happened: Rip murders Zeus, right? Right. Uh, Kurt Fuller gets his high ratings. If he doesn't get electrocuted, he could probably use his pull to have Rip put in jail. 
he could probably work out like you know I'll you know I'll work something out with the with the DA if you come work for me or not it doesn't matter battle of the tough guys is a hit yeah like if uh, he doesn't like wrestling has never been linked to one wrestler right that's the whole thing is that he can find more stars to be in battle of the tough guys he is one it was, but he just can't he can't get Rip has gotten into him. It's like a the earworm in him. Yeah, rip, and rips, so he, rips living rent free in his head right now. That's true. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And so he he obsesses over it, which sounds and, very Vince McMahonish, doesn't it? Uh, yeah. Like I, I mean, like Vince really is good at capturing his flaws. Like, yeah. He's very good at it. He replicates them everywhere. It's like kind of amazing. Uh, I agree with you. Ex- like except for in 1989, wrestling kind of was a one man business. I don't yeah. think like, this is like what Hulk the film's Hogan. intent was. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I, I think they were on a lot of cocaine, and they wrote a movie. Uh, and this is the movie. It is. But you could interpret the ending as being very dark. Um, not just because a man is electrocuted, but dark for Rip's character, because he has killed two men, much like Zeus did. Because Zeus went to jail for that. Zeus, the bad guy, they say like he killed a man in the ring. And that's exactly what happens to Rip. He's become Zeus. And now I, by I am, the way, now you, I am become Zeus. Now I am become Zeus. That also reminds me. The destroyer me, of Kurt Fuller's. My favorite line in this movie is just Hulk Hogan yelling the word Zeus in that empty, magnificent gym. With, with Zeus! Smashing with everything. A com- with a completely bare wall, except for one, like, highlights magazine-sized poster of himself. <laughs> yeah. God, I loved it. That was incredible. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> when he sees the projection, that's clearly they just took the actor. Right, he's clearly right. standing there, right. and then he's it's there. a hologram. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought, like, why, okay, first of all, why is there a hologram there right. of Zeus? <laughs> is Zeus fighting himself? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what gets, uh, That's why Zeus gets into a weird, like, coma rage every time he wrestles. Because, right. like, he, like, loses yeah. all spatial reasoning The wrestling takes him over. Yeah, yeah, the wrestling takes That's right. Yeah, both men have this where they get hypnotized. Where they is that why? Does, is this Hulk's bit? Like this might be a very dumb question. Is he called Hulk because of the Incredible Hulk? I don't yes. think so. Well, oh, they, used to, they used to they used to him as the Incredible Hulk Hogan, but obviously when he got to WWE on television, they couldn't do that anymore. And is the uh, bit like you wouldn't like me when I'm angry? Where he's like what Rip is in this, like we've described. He's a nice guy. He he likes kids, but if you piss him off, he'll get crazy eyes, and he will become not himself, and he might kill you. Yes, kind he does of, that. That's he kind of that's does the that, Hulk Hogan yeah. second wind. Yeah, yeah. He okay. Hulks, they didn't quite get it right though in this movie, which is like is kind of an unforgivable sin because one of the important key ingredients to the Hulk Hogan hulking up is getting slapped in the face. Hulk Hogan then turns, it doesn't affect him, and he shakes his head while he puffs. No. That's important. Right. He doesn't shake his head. Because yeah, when he shakes his head... He'll wag the finger, too. And he wags the finger, right. If he doesn't do those two things, you don't realize how powerless you are against the power of well, Hulkamania. A, you don't, look, do, you don't realize the oblivion that's staring directly back at you. you, you it's don't a different realize. character. Yeah. It's a different, darker character. Yeah. <laughs> because it is very Hulk-like. The idea is he's right. constantly fighting that rage inside of him. Um... Because, again, for him to win would be to not fight Zeus. Mm-hmm. That's how he wins. And they even set that up where Zeus challenges him and he refuses. But they set off his Hulk rage and he becomes a monster and yeah. he can't control himself. Right. He, Listen, he should man. have done the Luke Skywalker move. 
uh, I, yeah. I am, I am a, I am a Hogan like my my father it, before me. It really, it really is like if the end of St- uh, Star Wars, uh, Luke Skywalker just started beating on Vader and beat him to death in front of the Emperor, and the Emperor was like Jesus, and then he started um, going towards the Emperor, and the Emperor accidentally electrocuted himself, <laughs> and then everybody was like, "You did it, Luke," and he's like, "Well, I guess I did," and that and was I wanna, the end. I want to, I want to inter, inter, intercede there briefly because apparently neither of you guys remember how Return of the Jedi. Ends. He does kind of. He, he does, does wail fucking on, wail yeah. on Vader. <laughs> But yeah. then he refuses Cuts to fight. Cuts his goddamn arm off. Yes, but you know does. what I mean. If, if after that, he if he stepped on his fucking right. helmet he until just, it he became just flat, kill him. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, like that's what he happens. says. Like he says, "I won't fight you." Vader's like, "Well, maybe I'll get your sister." And Luke's like, "Nope." Yeah. Right. The moral. <laughs> arc, he does. Though, he does kind of Hulk up. He does, Luke yeah. does Hulk up a little bit. Uh, yeah. He does the finger. He does the thumb pinky. Yeah, thing he does. I'm a camera. real American. Starts playing. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh, no, they needed it that's... once. We needed it once. We didn't get it. We needed it. <sighs> it's just weird that that's clearly the arc that he should have when when Tiny Lister was when he was ready to like he could kill this guy. Right. He would refuse, walk away, walk out with his family and his friends, and then Kurt Fuller could get so mad that he smashes the thing and electrocutes himself. Right. Or or like he, he or can he still goes kill Kurt and, Fuller. Like why couldn't Kurt Fuller get so mad that he hits Zeus and Zeus mm-hmm. is like, What the and fuck Zeus did you do? And then kills throws him, you him, know what I mean? throws him into a bottomless pit. Right, because yeah. by the way, uh, and he goes like screaming Zeus, all the way down. It's not like Zeus is really super cooperative. Like my second favorite line of the movie is the moment when <laughs> Mr. Brill has fucking Randy, right, Rip's brother, and he goes, to, <laughs> he goes to Zeus and goes, "Guess who this is?" And Zeus is like, "I don't guess." <laughs> like, why? Yeah. Try a guess. Why Try don't you guess, out. Zeus? <laughs> <laughs> yes, and the bit, you fucking asshole. But he doesn't. He says, no, he nope, doesn't. Zeus I won't refuses. Do it. <laughs> He's refuses. like, I am not playing this game. Right. It would have been satisfying to watch Zeus uh, destroy Brel, right? That would have been cool. Yeah, that would have been. And Yeah, that would have been. That the, makes more sense. It makes more sense. It would have been the more narratively uh, uh, satisfying thing to have happen because it's like, oh, but, you, you are essentially uh, uh, destroyed by your own hubris. Yeah. And but just, I think what. I think the problem is, of course, they don't want to tell a story. Hulk Hogan just wants to win as his character. Every scene, he always wins the scene. He does, yeah. I think they're, I mean, I think they feel like the main goal here is to sell wrestling tickets, not necessarily movie tickets. You know what I mean? Like, like this is a way of getting... Yeah, they paired it up. Zeus was briefly in the WWE during this period. Oh, that's amazing. And they definitely definitely did a match and sold it as a pay-per-view that matched uh oh for sure the combined the match with this movie wouldn't that be better than if he didn't finish zeus off and it makes the match mean more you'd in the think wrestling. You'd it's think just that. yeah it's, it's, it's true it's, that it's, it's it's also extremely telling that uh tom lister left immediately after like he did not right, continue right. with right. WWE. he's like all right that's enough of this <laughs> <laughs> it's just bad storytelling when he's when he's smashing the gym up that's supposed to be the third act the low point yeah, where the right. Hulk, where they're they're literally watching on security cameras and laughing at him, and you're supposed to be like, oh, I want the Hulk to win so bad, and then he picks up like uh, uh, a bar, the bar, yeah, like yeah, he throws it at the security camera, and they cut to like David Paymer and Kurt Fuller like jumping and being like ah, and so he wins the scene. They still have to make him win the scene, and then Hulk like laughs like he saw it happen. Yeah, like he right. saw Let's, them react yeah, yeah. in the other scene. 
it's that instinct that I think like really, really hurts this movie. I think this movie would have been amazing otherwise, you know? Would have well, been a real maybe we should dial plus. Maybe we should dial the word amazing back a yeah, little yeah, bit. Yeah, I think I think we need bit. to stop. I think we need to stop like, there. <laughs> if you without Paul Bearer, this is not an A plus. That's impossible. Okay. Paul okay. Bearer is the only way to an A plus. Uh, and through the power of the urn, Dave. If somehow, uh, if if somehow, somehow, they could have gotten in the battle of the tough guys, and Hulk Hogan's like, "All right, who's next, brother?" And somehow, in 1989, you hear that glass shatter. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> like I know that time travel's not real, but can a guy hope for fuck's sake? God, put Stone Cold put, comes put out at the end. Cold. <laughs> oh my god! Tom, I, I know you were saving it just to piss me off, and you did it. <laughs> Damn it. Obviously, Stone Cold's the yeah. answer. Why didn't Obviously. you think of it until now? <laughs> and I would have teased a sequel. Actually, honestly, honestly, imagine there's some fucking... Okay, I know this is stupid. I don't give a shit. Imagine there's some fucking new diehard, and like it's got the rock in it, and then like you don't know who the villain is, and then suddenly the chair spins or whatever the fuck, and it's Stone Cold. <laughs> I think it would I literally have you to are, be he kicks, he kicks through a window or something. You, you have are to have a glass shatter. in that yeah. movie immediately. You are in that theater waiting until fucking COVID's over, till the whole goddamn thing blows over just to see that movie. We all are. <laughs> oh, yeah. my God. Ca- cast Stone Cold as the villain in the next Hobbs and Shaw movie. For I the mean, love of course. God. Oh, he can do it. For the love it. of God. He can do it. Let him do it. <laughs> oh, my God. He's going to oh, stomp a mud shit. hole in your fucking <laughs> ticket returns. Damn it. Have him stunner uh, somebody off a skyscraper. Who gives oh, a shit? Yeah. It's fast Have and furious. Have him flip a nitrous switch on his neck and then he stuns <laughs> yes. a guy and he flies over a mountain or something. Come on. <laughs> oh, man. If you're going to be stupid, just go all the way. <laughs> yeah. What are we acting on? What are we standing on ceremony here? Like, let's drop the pretense. Exactly. Like, <laughs> that's that's what makes me mad about this. They didn't go far enough with it. Why the fuck yeah. can't tugboat and earthquake get in there and do some double clotheslines? Of yeah. course that could happen. Right? Yeah, why, get the natural why, disasters in there. Oh, um, yeah. That's something to be afraid of. That's two tough guys, I would argue. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? Like, it's just stupid. We have all, like, why can't Sting be in it? Fuck it. Let him be yeah, in fuck it. Fuck it. Put the bushwhackers in there. I don't oh, care. put, let him lick some hands. I'm all into this. <laughs> but they're trying to—they're trying to tell a story about Rip. Okay, but so, but, and I know that, Dave. And, and I'm, not, I, I'm honestly not being a jackass for for jokes right now. I'm really not. It's Rip's journey. There's so many parts here that could have been known wrestlers, though. Do, they, a there lot are wrestlers, of, right, playing the tough guys and battle the tough not guys, the but they're not ones. known wrestlers. They're not the good ones. Get Ted DiBiase in there. Get Jake the fucking snake in there. Get the earthquake in there. Get fucking all, get them all in there. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like why? What are we fucking around here for? Fucking, it's a WWE yeah. movie. Jake um, should have been the villain. Oh, who because played, he's too who's good. Lugwrench Perkins? Do you guys remember Lugwrench in this? No, no. Because that's the best name I see. It's played by Jeep Swenson, who also played, oh, played Bane, Bane. Yeah, in Batman Bane. and Robin. Yeah. Oh, that's so pretty that's pretty cool. tight. That's yeah, he's, cool. the, he's, the, he's the he's the he's the the uh, uh, genesis point of the Captain Fat Strong gag. Well, that's <laughs> oh that, shit. That's, that's, that's what Jeff calls him in the podcast. Captain Fat Strong. Captain oh, Fat that's Strong. Perfect. That's so good. It's, but the problem is that they like like they picked all these like actors who are like sort of like stunt wrestling actors, but like they have wrestlers. You know what I mean? Like, and it's their product. 
I don't get it. It doesn't make sense to me. Like they they really butchered that. Uh, yeah. And like and the things they thought were important. It's like let's get Jesse Ventura and Mean Gene for the one wrestling match, and like call them that and get them on camera. But let's not get Rowdy Roddy Piper. To be, you know what I mean? What? Like, yeah. like why wouldn't you do that? Uh, yeah, Piper was already in movies at this point. Piper, by the way, would have made an excellent boardroom member. Like, they could have put all kinds of ghouls and monsters in that boardroom, and it would have been yeah. wonderful. Fucking Mouth of the South? Can you imagine him giving the fucking contract answer? Oh, my God. With a I megaphone? love the idea of fucking Kurt Fuller, like, talking down to them and them all, like, uh, just, like flinching at him and stuff like that yeah. and being yeah. like, yeah. Bobby the Brain Heenan having to deal with that urinal? Ugh. Oh, yeah. All right, I, I've done enough of this bit. I, I, yeah, it just I, it, it legit I think, makes me mad. Yeah, no, for sure. <clears throat> well, remake it. <laughs> no problem. You got it. Uh, here it comes. Hold your breath. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, Wait. <laughs> uh, can, I, can I say the one thing that, like, this is like a really irritating little thing, but it really drove me crazy. I did not understand the buttons in the elevator at the venue for the final fight. They kept pushing buttons, and it kept saying that it went to, like, four different floors, each of the buttons. Yeah, that was weird. Uh, did that bother that too. It was driving me crazy. Well, it was like, my what? My guess... Oh, no, here's my guess, is they do that when, like, it's the it's the arena, and the arena takes up those floors. Oh, so, maybe, oh, but that's... Oh, that makes sense. That's my guess, is it that... It still only looks like one floor to me, but yeah. No, wait, no, I, it I could assume... be two floors. It could conceivably be two floors. Yeah, I assume the idea was because the arena is so tall, it takes up multiple floors, and the way building uh, numbering works is that they can't just make that floor one and floor two. Uh, maybe because there are other floors, like there there are multiple floors in the building where that one big one takes up, you know what I mean? So that does count as like floor one, two, three, four. It's just like one of those things... It's one of those Perfect things. Perfect movie, you guys. Right. If it's one of those things, if I'm a director, uh, I'm like, hey, production design, can you just make a new elevator? Can you just push it? Like, can you put a new front on the elevator button? But so this I'm not is real, by that? man. This was real. It's realistic. <laughs> All right, I'm, sto- I'm, I'm, I'm stopping this. <laughs> <laughs> that made you. That was the moment you got furious. I'm bringing I don't blame this you. to a close. <laughs> I don't blame you. That made you angry. Because you can tell, Dave and I almost got an hour of content out of those elevator buttons. <laughs> we're, we're about we're to spin it. off, We're nearing man. it. Yeah, we're yeah. circling it. Man. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, watch this goddamn movie. It's totally insane. <laughs> like, it's the, uh, right would you now, say it's, it's on you, Amazon Prime if you have that. Would um, you say that you liked it? Would you say this is a fun movie to watch? It's fun to watch with other people. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. So if you can do like a virtual hangout or something. Yeah, it's, a it's drinking def- game drink every time he growls uh like i oh yeah. my, you know you'll be you'll be hammered in like three yeah, minutes you'll be on the fucking floor before the end of the first yeah. day yeah drink an entire bottle of wine the first time he does that thumbs up at 13 minutes because i howled with laughter when that happened. <laughs> <laughs> like he, he like rams a check down the throat of a tv executive beats up the other guys walks over to the door and then ding thumbs up and it was like what so fucking good yeah it was very good oh uh, man yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, um thanks Adam for doing this sort of real impromptu we just watched. There's like nothing coming out this weekend, so I understand. Uh it's Except always a pleasure. Hamilton. We could have done Hamilton. 
She's that's throwing amazing. that out there. What the fuck are that's we going to say? What are, gonna, what are we going to say about Hamilton? All right. Like, that's it's, I don't know. It's, it's already, I like it. I'm sure it's already it's a few years old. I mean, like, I don't know. Yeah, no, no, I know. I know. Like, our audience is like, no, do this. Like, right. no holds barred. <laughs> yeah, do 100%. no holds barred. Yeah. I do, get it. Do the dumb thing. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. I, 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 it just struck me as very funny because I was like, yeah, nothing's out this weekend. And then right before we started recording, I was like, oh, yeah, Hamilton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. I, this was uh, obviously a better call for me to appear on this podcast than the Hamilton sure. one. Uh, Tom, I, I got to tell you, uh, if things go our way in November, if there's not a Stone Cold video clashing over Trump's reaction to losing the election then we've we've lost our will our will as a country we just fucking lost it because that that needs to happen yes yeah oh god <laughs> i follow so stone cold on twitter and i might have to stop because all he does is tweet to people who are drinking his beer with the word <laughs> cheers over and over again and like it's like okay this is just stone cold saying cheers uh, all he's the, the time best. oh shit yeah. that's the same as him tweeting what I'm just tweeting the word what over and over. What? Oh, shit. <laughs> what? Oh, God. So let's get into this elevator. Um, no fucking so, kidding. Dave. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it takes three buttons, by the way, to hit one of the floors, and the floors yeah. don't match the numbers on the buttons. It drove me she's fucking crazy. She's also doing the thing where she's pushing the buttons a bunch, and it's like... I wanted to fix her hair. Her hair, yeah. I, it wasn't exactly right. I don't know what would have made it better, but it was like kind of... I kinda, don't know what's wrong with it. I don't think there was anything wrong with her hair. So, Dave, tell them about our Patreon. <laughs> yeah. Well, hold on. Adam has to plug stuff. Sure. Oh, thank you. Uh, yeah, you can find uh, me on, on the Twitter at the Real Gans. Uh, also, Stone Cold. You can find him on Twitter if you're looking for that. Yeah. Uh, my and, other pod, all my podcasts at this point are available on Small Beans. Uh, I have three of them. Uh, I will just run their names really quick. There's I'll Show Me Mine If You'll Show Me Yours with Maggie Mae Fish, which is about sharing friendship through media. And then uh, I have this one called Director Piece Theater with my buddy Abe Epperson, which is about the we're two directors talking about the high art filmmaking and low art films. And finally, One Upsmanship with my boy Mike Swaim, where we talk about video games. Uh, video games. Thank you for, for having me on. Yeah. Video games. Video games. Uh, Thanks for having me on. Yeah. Uh, we, we, have a, we have a Patreon. Uh, it's patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed. We have exclusive podcasts like Tom and Jeff Watch Batman and Fox Mulder is a Maniac. There's uh, there's some good stuff on there. Where we every Friday we watch movies with our patrons. Mm-hmm. Um, movies like this, we watched this. I think one of the nights we definitely so, did. Yeah, yeah. Get it. Get inside of us. Yeah. <laughs> Let this us is in. a great show. I love this show because like uh, it's it, I love it. It's so fun. Oh. Um. <laughs> I, I love you on it. Indeed, oh, it, 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 it feels like it had been since those that Muppet movie. It feels like I maybe haven't been on it since, and I was like, man, that Muppet movie is a real fucking disaster. What oh, Muppet the fucking movie? oh uh, yeah, the Happy Town murders. The Happy or whatever. T- like yeah, it'd been a while, and I know it's because you guys like there's reasons that are totally legit. But I was like, man, that Muppet movie left such a bad taste in our mouths. <laughs> <laughs> that was a real piece of shit. <laughs> We all just walked away from this podcast. Just yeah. <laughs> we never all took again. about a year and a half off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We also have a store, tpublic.com slash store slash Gamefully Unemployed. You can get t-shirts, posters, stickers, mugs. We do have mugs um, and other things. Uh, so check that out if you want to or don't. I don't care. I don't care what you do. It's, it's, it's your time. <laughs> I live in my life. You live yours. You live your life. Yeah. <laughs> Happy 6th of July. 
Indeed. Yeah. All I right. hope it I hope it was good. Yeah, I hope yeah, I hope there were many fireworks and hot dogs or whatever you do. I don't know. And that you wore a mask and that you wore a mask and you stayed away from danger. Mm-hmm. Like a yeah. like a responsible citizen. Like a wrestling mask. Yeah, just like sit, just sit, in, sit alone in your house in a dark room and eat hot dogs. Oh, my God. In a wrestling mask. Celebrate somebody, your freedom. If somebody gave us a luchador mask instead of these uh, ninja masks we're wearing, would you wear a luchador mask? Well, luchador, luchador masks traditionally don't have the mouths covered, right? Ah, damn it. So it's perfect. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you've got a perfect mask. <laughs>